1: Welcome to a Blessed to Play Collegiate Spotlight Show. My guest today is Jacqueline Duarte. She's a cross-country runner for the Trojans of the University of Southern California. Quite a high school career she did have at Chino Hills High. In cross-country, she had a three-mile best. And as a freshman, she won... Uh, the 1600 meter title a, a state a, in the state meet. She was number one in California, number five in the U.S. among high schoolers. So quite a, an illustrious high school career. And she decided to go to none other than Southern California to run for the Trojans. Jacqueline, thank you so much for coming on.
0: Thank you so much. I'm really excited.
1: Well, let's talk about running and how you got started in it. Was this uh, something that was introduced to you by your parents or how did you just start for the love of running?
0: Yeah, I feel like It's not so much of a unique story as I thought it used to be, but I had played soccer from the age of four, continued playing through college, and with the program I was in, I wasn't allowed to play high school soccer, so I wanted to do a sport that would get me involved in high school sports, so I decided to pick up cross country and track my freshman year, and ever since then, it kind of just took over, and I decided to pursue it in college, as I found God had blessed me with special talents in running, and it was something that I didn't want to give up. It was something I really wanted to pursue. So when the opportunity to run at USC presented itself, it was way too good to pass up.
1: Now you were recruited to play. Speaking of soccer, you're a top-notch soccer recruit and had the chance to play. And so that was obviously a passion for yours. How difficult was that to put soccer to the back burner and just focus on running?
0: So my sophomore year of high school, I had committed to University of Oregon for soccer, and I thought that was it. That was my dream school since I was little. I was really, really excited with that. And I just thought that was going to be it. Running was kind of something I did to keep me in shape. And once freshman and sophomore year here hit with running and I was getting all these records, winning these titles, it was kind of weird to see the scholarship offers and schools reaching out. And it it was something I knew I didn't want to pass up. I had loved running, but I also really, really loved soccer. So that just took a lot of prayer and a lot of discernment really trying to decide what that path God is going to lead me down.
1: And you're off and running now, no looking back. So let's talk about some of these accolades in high school first. I mean, you had really a great stellar career running in California. I mean, the 1600 meter title Uh, you had a a new PR you were the 1600 meter champion like I mentioned number one for California number five in the U.S. so all these accolades uh, were you really committed did you work very hard or is this just a natural talent you just were born to run
0: yeah it's funny to look back at what I did to kind of prepare myself for those races and I think I was definitely underprepared and it was a combination of just growing up being very athletic kind of doing any sport that was thrown at me and having those double days of going from cross country practice to soccer practice, having all that fitness of running like eight to 10 miles a day, combining both practices at a time. But in high school, I feel like my coaches never took it too seriously. Cross country was a sport that any kid Mm -hmm. could do. Um, Everyone would make the roster. It was meant to be fun. It was a large team sport. So I didn't do any training out of the ordinary. I kind of just did everything with my teammates. So when I had won the state title, it was a pretty big surprise to me and my family and my coaches just because we didn't do anything special to get me to that point. It truly just was my background in soccer and having the athletics athleticism kick in once the state meet came.
1: Blessed to play Ron Meyer, a collegiate spotlight show We're featuring Jacqueline Duarte. She's a cross country runner at USC University of Southern California for the Trojans in the Pac-12. Okay, so you have this stellar, like I mentioned, high school running career, and then you have to pick a college to go to, and I'm sure you were recruited heavily, and you didn't go too far. I mean, you grew up in uh, Chino, California, Chino Hills, which just Chino Hills High School, it sounds like a great place just to train, but um, why did you pick USC? Yeah,
0: um, so growing up in Southern California, I knew I had wanted to be close to home. I'm very close with my family. We're all very close with our extended family as well. And that was kind of something to keep in the back of my mind. If I were to go across the country, I knew I wouldn't be able to see my family as much. They probably wouldn't be able to come see my races. So Southern California, I knew was on my mind. But as far as USC, that was something within my dreams. And when they had reached out, it was just almost an immediate yes. I really did not have to think about that one. It's such a prestigious school academically and athletically. I get the best of both worlds, and I know I'll be surrounded, or I am surrounded by incredible students, professors, top-tier coaching staff. Um, Everyone here is just super driven, super passionate about what they do, and I felt it was the best fit for me.
1: Well, I like to say adversity and being a lead athlete go hand in hand, and how you handle that adversity is going to determine the level of success you have as an elite athlete. And adversity reared its ugly head with you as well, Jacqueline. In fact, in high school, you had an injury that not only sidelined you during high school, but also you had to be a redshirt in both cross-country and track and field when you went to USC. So talk about the injury, overcoming that injury, and now performing at an elite level once again. Mm
0: -hmm. So in high school, I had tore my ACL in soccer, and this was prior to commitment to USC, but it was after um, my biggest accolade of winning the state championship. And I knew I was going to be out for a while. That kind of injury, you just know the timeline is about a year of not really being able to do much. So I took that time off, um, got the recovery needed, and I had come back to running for maybe a couple months. And I then sustained another injury to my back where I had to get back surgery. And that surgery took me out all of my freshman year Mm -hmm. of college, which was really tough just because I'm entering college. I kind of wanted to show what I had to bring to the table, and being injured didn't allow me to do that. So it was definitely a big process of patience and just really trusting the process, trusting God's plan that I'd be back out there eventually like I am today.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned trusting God's plan because during that time, you couldn't be at your best, and you had to trust the people who were put in your life to rehabilitate you, but talk about their rehabilitation process and some of the frustration even going through that.
0: Yeah, when I had sustained my ACL injury, I believe we were only a week away from our regional championships, and that season we had been ranked fourth, which was the highest in any other year. So I was really disappointed that I wasn't going to be able to help contribute to my team to possibly make it to the state championship. So that was a really frustrating moment, knowing that i physically could not run. There wasn't anything I could do to get back out there. And as far as coming back to running after that injury, it was great. Everything was going good. And then my back had hit me and it was just a lot of questioning. Like, God, you put me out for my senior season of high school and now I'm going to be put out my freshman year of college. And it was just really, really odd timing that I really couldn't understand. And today I'm still a little confused on all of this timing on how it works out. Mm-hmm. Um, just learning to understand the process, but also seeing the fruit that comes out of all that time and waiting.
1: Well, I want to frame this question the right way. Obviously, when you go through adversity, you come out stronger if you handle it the right way. And it sounds like you have because you're competing once again. We're going to talk about that. But talk about the tangible effects of going through the adversity and now that you're on the other end of it competing once again.
0: Mm-hmm. I think to be able to under- appreciate your sport, you're going to have to go through a time where you're maybe not allowed to play it Um Without running, it was a lonely and dark place. It was something, running brought me so much joy, so much happiness. I loved being out there. I feel like it was what God had called me to do in my college career. And it was just really odd that he didn't want me to do it for that period of time. So watching all my teammates do everything they can to get better, especially in college where it's really, really competitive, was so hard to sit back for a year and kind of just see everyone get better while I'm there sitting around not really allowed to do much being that my back didn't, um, allow me to have much mobility to do core or cross mm-hmm. training. So yeah, sitting off took definitely a toll on me, but I like to consider myself overly optimistic. So I would do anything to stay involved with the team, whether it was helping time my teammates, helping um, cheer them on at races, just making sure I was involved in anything and everything I could be in.
1: Awesome. You sound like a great teammate. Blessed to play Ron Meyer chatting today with Jacqueline Duarte. Once again, she's a uh, runner for the University of Southern California, the Trojans cross-country. And if I could strike up the Chariots of Fire theme song right now, I would. But you're back to running, and you just got... Uh, or just completed, I should say, the 2023 competitive season in cross-country. How did it go?
0: Yeah, the season was really exciting. Um, I love cross-country. I do have a little bit of favor over it rather than track, just because there's so many girls in a race and different terrain, longer races. I find it really, really fun. Um, The season didn't go the best for our team, but uh, we are a very young squad at our – championship race it was all underclassmen actually so Mm -hmm. it's really exciting that we're going to be able to have everyone back in the following year to hopefully have a lot of growth within this next year but it was definitely a season of gratitude after that past year of just Sitting and watching my teammates do so well, and then finally being able to be out there on that championship sheet, championship team was such a special moment for me.
1: Well, let's talk about the Pac-12 championship race or the team too. So you're lined up. By, I'm just putting this in my head now. There's a runner from UCLA, Oregon, Oregon State. You know, Washington, Washington State. All these runners, is there some type of uh, strategy that goes on there, placement? How are you going to protect some other runners on your team? Who's going to go take the lead? How does it all pan out in the cross-country field?
0: Yeah, I would say with our team, a lot of our runners are within a close range of time. So ideally, if we can, the goal is to stick together throughout the race. And I definitely remember running with three other of my three other teammates during the race, which is a special moment because, We had been training so much in practice together, and to kind of execute that and the race, running together, running stride for stride with your teammate is really important, just knowing that someone's there to help push you, help pace you, and get you along through that race.
1: Now, we've seen lately, and with the NCAA Women's Championship, a little bit of trash-talking gamesmanship, if you will, that goes on on the basketball court, but how about on the cross-country track? Any of that shenanigans going on?
0: (laughs) Um, Not that I'm aware of. I feel like (laughs) runners are a different breed of athlete. Everyone's going through so much pain in a race. And yes, the start line can be aggressive. Um, Everyone's elbowing here and there. But after the race, everyone's a teammate with each other. You're hugging anyone who's by you. You're congratulating every runner that just finished because finishing a race in cross country is already a big accomplishment, which is why i love the running community so much everyone just cares about the wellness of each other
1: so what are your goals now i mean obviously you're young in your uh, collegiate career is it all about getting the pr or what are your goals as a runner collegiately
0: absolutely um right now i had my first track meet back since high school um and it's been off to a really good start my goal would definitely be to be back where i was in high school get those times and obviously get faster along the way by the time my senior year comes I feel like I still have enough time but if I can get in the low 420s for the 1500 that would ideally be the goal and just representing the distance squad at USC I feel like is a goal for all of me and my teammates we really want to put distance out there and show them that USC isn't just a sprint um, dominant team we want to show them that we are recruited for a reason and we're here to help earn points at these bigger meets.
1: And is that school in Westwood, uh, UCLA Bruins, still the, uh, are, they, are they the ones that you go after at, during every meet?
0: <laughs> yeah. When we have the opportunity to race them, it's always a fight for who's the best LA school. Um, it's fun competition. It's something that is the root here at USC. Anywhere you go, you kind of just know the other LA school. You, you got to be better than them at anything.
1: So the rivalry is good and alive in cross-country with USC and UCLA. That's good news. All right, let's take a break on the other side. We'll continue our discussion with Jacqueline Duarte. She's a runner for the USC Trojans right there in Southern California when Lester Clay returns after this.
0: Presta in the afternoon, beloved and blessed, the Catholic Cafe. No one does Catholic radio like EWTN. Psalm 1 verse 1 says, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scorners. What does that mean? Don't hang around with bad people? No. According to G.K. Chesterton, it means something much better than that. He says that there are certain people who, because they are really pure, create a good atmosphere around themselves. They are truly children of light, and that light shines on everything they touch. So it's not that hanging around bad people makes us bad, it's that being righteous can help make the people around us righteous too. Spend more time with the Apostle of Common Sense. Visit Chesterton.org for more information and go to EWTNRC.com to discover more books and programs written and inspired by G.K.
1: Chesterton. EWTN.
0: Live Truth. Live Catholic.
1: Welcome back to Bless to Play. And now here's your host, Ron Meyer. Welcome back to Blessed to Play. Ron Meyer joined today by Jacqueline Duarte. If you listen to the first half of the show, you know that she's a pretty darn good runner. She runs for the USC Trojans. She dealt with a lot of injury or just some severe injury and she had to overcome an ACL injury. She talked about that she had during her soccer days in high school. But now she's back to running and she's enjoying being a runner, and I, I know, Jacqueline, you have to recognize that running is a gift from God. You have to put in the time, the work ethic, but you have this natural talent, and you must be so appreciative that God has given you that.
0: Absolutely. Running is a sport like no other. You take one day off, and you'll feel it the next day. It's a sport of consistency, and even the top runners with the talent they're blessed with. You have to continue to put the work in. It's not just going to stay there. It Mm -hmm. will disappear if you don't continue putting in that work. And I think that was the biggest lesson I had learned from all my time off due to injury.
1: So let's talk about your Catholic faith. You grew up uh, in a Catholic family, so you were raised in the Catholic faith. How important was the faith to you growing up in your family life?
0: Mm -hmm. So I grew up Catholic Um, from birth. I was baptized And my mom was actually my catechism teacher when I was younger for a few years. Um, We would go to church every Sunday, no matter what. If my sister and I had a soccer game, we'd find a church where we were at. If we were traveling, we'd find a church. It was just something that was always within my family and something I'm extremely grateful for to this day.
1: Well, you followed in your mom's footsteps, so to speak, because you volunteered to teach catechism at your church. I believe this was in high school, and you also uh, served with the Best Buddies uh, Betty's Club, I should say, throughout high school, which worked with special needs students. Why don't you talk a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, so the ministry I was in back in my hometown parish was called Catechetical um, Student Body, which I'm currently also in um, to this day. And we help serve the confirmation to students as far as assisting them with classes, giving directions before classes, announcements hosting large events for them. So I've done public speaking duties in front of 500 confirmation students. And it's been a blessing to be able to do that with them, just kind of giving back to the community that helped raise me and seeing these students grow and strive and really become more confident in their faith and trusting that God has a plan for them.
1: I'm sure you have a platform now being a collegiate athlete, but what is your message to these young students who you know, sometimes when we're in high school, myself included, you know, you want to be cool and sometimes faith doesn't fit that dynamic, but you make it cool by embracing your faith and also being a collegiate athlete.
0: Mm-hmm. I think my biggest piece of advice in the faith is that it's going to be hard. I feel like people expect it to be easy once you start getting into it. And that was the biggest thing um, I had fallen into. I thought once I was in more into my faith, it was just going to be smooth sailing from there. But faith is like a sport. The more you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like, yeah, in high school, it was definitely hard to be more public about my faith. But once you are public about it, you start to meet those friends that want authentic friendships, virtuous friendships. And you just start, start to meet really good people. You see life through a different perspective and, enjoy the little things in
1: life. Yeah, good attracts good for sure. And now that you're off to USC, you don't have mom to take you to church, right? So you have to make that decision to go to mass. But you told me that there's a Newman Center right on the USC campus. In fact, there's a Catholic church there. That has to be a source of inspiration for you and uh, just help you to sustain your spiritual life.
0: Yes, it has been huge in my college during freshman year, obviously, It's hard for everyone. You're moving out of your parents' house. Um, For me, I wasn't very far from them, but even moving away, moving in with someone who was a complete stranger to me and kind of just adjusting to that whole life. And that's when I had found the Catholic Center over at USC, and it has dramatically changed my life. I had made my best friends there. I've met amazing um, missionaries, amazing priests, sisters, just everyone who's there to support you and help you grow in your faith journey and just make you feel so loved.
1: Now, the secular university environment could be challenging, too. It could be challenging to what you think. Uh, The professors might challenge you. There might be other students. So how has that been for you to be thrust into this world of different thought with the faith that you hold dear to you?
0: Absolutely. I think the biggest shocker for me was hearing certain things about my faith being talked about in class and just it being put down, which was something I had never really experienced in high school. I feel like we were a little bit more protected there, but once you hit college, mm-hmm. anything can kind of be said, and with my faith, it was something that was hard to hear these professors talk about. It was frustrating at times because I knew if I said something, it could possibly affect the way they look at me and potentially affect the way that they grade my papers, as hard as that may seem, um, but just understanding to the only way to help is to pray for these people and just truly believe in those prayers that we can change the world with prayer.
1: And also, uh, also, you probably met some great people as well coming from different parts of the country who bring, uh, they might not be Catholic, but they certainly bring their faith with them to the, uh, U- the University of Southern California campus.
0: Yes, um with my team especially I currently lead a Bible study and it's girls from all different kinds of faiths under the umbrella of Christianity but mm-hmm. it's so beautiful to see everyone come together and read the same Bible and just understand each other's faith while also growing in our own faith and hearing different stories different backgrounds of people while also getting that fellowship of being teammates together, but also growing in relationship with Christ together.
1: Blessed to play Ron Meyer chatting today with Jacqueline Duarte. Once again, she's a runner track and field cross country at the University of Southern California for the Trojans uh, leading a Bible study, which brings me to your favorite Bible verse, and it's from Hebrews. Why don't you tell us why you pick that scripture in particular and why it's so meaningful for you?
0: Yeah, I love the verse Hebrews 12-1. It kind of talks about persevering and running the race, but also keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus and avoiding that sin that the world so surrounds us with. And I think that relates so much to going to school at a secular university. You know, I'm surrounded by so many things seen as popular, but falling into that category of sin and being the different one identifies you as weird sometimes out of the ordinary, but... Mm -hmm sticking to your roots, sticking strong in your faith and knowing that this is the right thing is so important to me. And I feel like verse um, 12, one does that exactly where I'm running that race with Jesus, with my eyes fixed on him. So one day when I do meet him in heaven, he knows who I am.
1: Yeah, that's a great scripture. And obviously it applies to you perfectly, doesn't it? With your, with your running and also with your faith life as well. Now you had a sports hero and a mentor who who showed you you can overcome anything, uh, anything I should say. Why don't you talk about Brenda Martinez, why she's so special to you?
0: Yeah, I had the amazing opportunity to meet Brenda at a running camp. I believe it was my sophomore year of high school. Um, And I wrote an essay to get into this camp. I was fortunate enough to be one of the students that got to go. I spent the week up in Big Bear with a bunch of other runner um, girls in high school and Again, creating those lifelong friendships with those girls and Brenda. Brenda has been in our life since that day, and she's just someone I look up to a lot. Representing that Latina community and running is really important as well. I feel like in distance, um, we're definitely a minority out there. So seeing someone like Brenda being so confident in her racing and being just an overall amazing human being is something that I look up to a lot and someone I would like to be when I, I grow up.
1: Now there's discipline in the spiritual life, but there's obviously discipline in the athletic life as well. Do you integrate the two? Do they go hand in hand for you?
0: Absolutely. Um, Spiritual growth is such a big mindset in sports, and I feel like it's super important to keeping that mentality of just wanting to do the best that you can in sport and trusting that whole process. I feel like giving up is such an easy thing to do, but also so hard because you're giving up something you potentially love But that mindset of not giving up and wanting to push further and wanting to persevere is something really important to me and a mindset I've always found to be easy to just visualize what I want to do Mm -hmm. with my athletic career and just put myself at a higher standard to be that witness beyond fear to step forward, step on that line and just race all for the glory of God.
1: Yeah, those are some great words. Now, I know you have three siblings, and I'm not sure where you stand as far as being the oldest or youngest, but uh, are there any runners as far as the siblings go?
0: Um, Yeah, my oldest brother ran in high school kind of just for fun, but right now my youngest sister, Bella, she is running competitively at the high school level. She's a senior right now and Mm -hmm. kind of also on that college search to run in college. So it's been a special journey watching her compete and dramatically get so so much better in her track career it's been unbelievable how much better she's been doing now
1: now i read somewhere that you have travel aspirations i'm not sure that you've been there up until this point but you'd like to go to Bali someday
0: (laughs) yeah definitely i haven't been out of the country before so travel aspirations go from bali to greece to rome and (laughs) all of the above yeah
1: you want to hit it all
0: (laughs) <laughs> absolutely
1: so to get away from running when you're just want to have fun you know have some downtime hang out with friends uh what do you like to do
0: mm, i love this question because running is something i love to do on the fun when i for on the side for fun when i'm not competitively running but anything outdoors i've been recently loving to go hiking with a lot of my friends here on campus you know we're stuck in the middle of downtown la it's busy, 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 go, go, go with everything you do and kind of getting out in that aspect of nature is something I've always enjoyed and escaping the city streets of LA, just being able to find that peace outside is great.
1: Well, as you continue to do travel or travel more in the Pac-12, I'm sure you hit some really beautiful parts of our country uh, that the West the West has, so I'm sure you'd be able to see those sites that you want to see. So going forward now, um, continuing on with your athletic career and also your faith life as well. How about occupationally? What do you hope to be when you leave USC?
0: Yeah, this question still is on my mind. I'm kind of trying to figure everything out, but currently I'm majoring in communication, and I feel like it's a very broad major, something I can mess around with a little bit, toggle between different careers. Um, But I would love to go into anything within communications, PR and marketing, kind of on the back, back end of different companies, whether in athletics or entertainment.
1: Well, I can see Jacqueline Duarte doing just that. She's very articulate, and uh, what a great career she has had up until this point and continues on as she runs for the USC Trojans right there in Southern California. Jacqueline, thanks so much for coming on. I do appreciate the time and uh, learning a little bit about you and and your faith life as well. I'm sure that inspires other young people who would listen to Blessed to Play. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you
1: so much, Ron. Hey, Blessed to Play fans, check us out on the web at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed2play.com. You can like us on Facebook and hit us up on Twitter at Blessed to Play. For Jacqueline Duarte, I'm Ron Meyer. We'll catch you next time right here on Blessed to Play. You've been listening to Blessed to Play with host Ron Meyer on the EWTN Global Catholic Network. If you have a question or comment about today's show, feel free to email us at Info at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two, play.com.
0: You can also connect with the show on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com.
1: Again, that's blessed, the number two, play.com. Join us again next time for Blessed to Play on the EWTN Global Catholic Network.